to myself because I'm a champion. This my national anthem. Probably feel like opera music in a phantom. Ain't got one of those, but the Ben's nose is gigantic. Them LED sneeze, it's allergies as I breeze down Atlantic. I never get the flex, so let me talk my shit, damn it. Whoever said lyricist money ain't wavy, need to can it. Cause I can see the waves in my pool from my hammock. Ice smoking as I pour that Johnny Walker blue slanted. My wife, she pop rolls like Jack did in Titanic. Blasting music, but the neighbors too far to understand it. So we turn it higher, bonfire in my yard. While our homies shuffle cards. I live large, they live large. We rock stars, no guitars, backwards, rolling by all. Stuff the granddad till it Look like my granddaddy cigar Half a kilo on a chain, call me Nexcobar Golf ball diamonds in a rollie so far from subpar Switch it out with the Azard on guard, there's no facade Beef, don't even wrap your head around it like Jihad The Winchester knocked the wind out of your chest from 50 yards I don't have step nothing, I go hard I'm a champion Yo, 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 what up everybody, what up, what up, what up Welcome, 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 welcome to the Hood Lost Me Podcast I am your gracious host. Mitchell Brown, thank you so much for joining us today, man. We really appreciate y'all. You know, we 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 had like a bit of an impromptu break, almost like a long weekend out this motherfucker. You feel what I'm saying? Ha! We back though. We back. We got some good stuff for y'all. If this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, thank you. Um, please subscribe, rate, and comment. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, man, I, uh, a whole bunch of other places. Really good show. Hopping back into it. Um, as we record this, it's September 11th. September 11th is a big deal in the United States. Um, you know, that'll probably be what we talk about further towards the end of the show. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about uh, some television and, and the directorial debut of someone that I appreciate, which is 50 Cent. Um, Team USA, Team USA letting us down, as we believe Team USA would. They are who we thought they were, right? Um, the injuries of this football season, the craziness that is Antonio Brown, and I say crazy, you know, loosely, tongue-in-cheek. No offense to anybody that legitimately might be crazy. You know what I'm talking about? Um, the fair page play bill, and, um, you know, the current state of our union. So, strap in, check it out, and we get back to y'all in a little bit. Talk to you soon. Yo, 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 what up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome to the Who Loves Me podcast. Appreciate y'all being here. So, coming to y'all on um, a day that we don't usually put out the pod, but I'm thinking that, you know, we might, we might, might, might change the schedule a little bit. The schedule. You know what I'm saying? Schedule, schedule, whatever. We're going to change it a little bit. Um... Also, I've I've heard this from a few different people about um, including some of the personal, like my personal shit on this podcast. Uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a fan. I might, but I don't know. So we, you know, usually 
put the pod out. End of the week. Um, as a recap, excuse me, as a recap of the events that have been going on, you know, we talk about that and, and um, what that does is, right, what that does is some of the things that I might say or some of the things that I might talk about, there might be changes. Literally, like 12 hours after I record the podcast, 24 hours after I record an episode, getting ready to um, put it out, finish editing, cutting it down, making sure that it, it, it sounds proper or close to proper. And then, um, you know, a whole bunch of bullshit happens. Basically, half the pod is incorrect, right? And now, you know, I like to, I like to record this... Um, Live, basically, you know, well, which, which kind of doesn't make sense to record live, does record live. But I mean, we we try to put the pot out or or, you know, we started this as strictly a um, what some would say. A pop the trunk production. Where we turn the mic on and go and whenever we got, we put it out. Right. Um, in terms of the support we have here, um, there's really not much talent in terms of um, editing and mixing and different things like that. That's these are things that we learn on the fly, right? Myself, DP of the pod, shout out EJ. Um, but we might change that. So, well, add that to 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 you know like this podcast doesn't pay any bills, so. I might have something work-related. I might have something going on personally um, that would take some of the attention away that I would normally devote from, to this podcast. It would take that away. And that's not really, you know, I mean, that's not really your business. Um, I, yes, some of you guys that listen to the podcast that don't know me personally, <clears throat> you guys might care. And I appreciate that. I absolutely do. I, I, I do appreciate that. But I'm just the type of person, I don't know, maybe it's the, the, the man in me, I guess. But, um, you know, we just don't sh- – I, I, I've never been one to share my personal shit with strangers. And, you know, it's just not been – I mean, truthfully, it's not even something that I share with people that are, you know – you know, friends, really close friends for sure. But, you know, what I'm saying friends and, and like even like, you know, like romantic partners and things like that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's just not something that I, I frequently do. Right. So. Possibly thinking about. Um, changing the schedule on when this drops. Like it is right here. Middle of the week podcast. I record this 9-11. Um, but this podcast, this episode will, will escalate, right? We are going to escalate this and hopefully some of the things that we talk about won't offend people. Hopefully praying that it doesn't also, um, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, uh, our live show coming up October 11th. Live show October 11th, Baltimore, Maryland. B- 
be doing live, be going live. Morgan State homecoming. Yow. Yow. Shout out Morgan State. Um, shout out my homeboy Trix. Shout out my man Zeke. We'll be doing the show um, Friday, October 11th in the Muncie building. Starting at 8 p.m. Uh, check it out. If you need tickets or whatever you need, um, this 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 will be at. Uh, you can get tickets. You can reserve tickets. RS, RSVP and all of that at uh, tricksandzeke.com. T R I X and D Z E K E dot com. Check it out for, for your tickets for the live show. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else we got? What else we got before we? Before we hop into it, I think that's it. I think that's it. Shout out to everybody that's listening. This is episode, episode, what episode is this? 88? 88 episodes, man. Good for us. Good for us, man. Shout out to Hood Lost Me Podcast, dude. Um, we're going to hop right into Power. You guys watch Power? Right? Power is, power, power has got to be the best bad show or the worst good show. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it th- that's that's where that that's where power is because power like is it's the it's the it's the show that I hate to watch. I'm gonna watch. It's too much invested to not watch. You know what I'm saying? Plus, um I fucks with fifty cent. I'm a fan of fifty. I appreciate the the bully, the troll that fifty cent is. Right, fifty's always been that way too. You know what I mean? Like, like fifty's always been that way. And you know, musically, I fucked with fifty. Um, just, just because he's, you know, he's the type of nigga that's not supposed to be here. I mean, I mean, shit. We, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, we're coming really, really close on like twenty years since Get Rich or Die Trying came out. And um, this past episode was his directorial debut and this episode was had had 50 cent fucking fingerprints all over it man um just to look at the progression of his career in entertainment is definitely to be applauded right from you know the 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 mixtape 50 to to you know having touring off of mixtapes having songs on mixtapes played on the radio to you know, being one of the the largest artists, not just in rap, but in music, um, you know, internationally, right? The impact on that um, to now truly making a dent in film and television is to be applauded. I just wish the acting on the show wasn't so bad. That's all. I wish just I wish I I just wish I just wish that it 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 wasn't so bad. And and you know, for a lot of before the Canon character died, um the Canon character was one of the few entertaining bright spots on the show. Right? And and um you know we we like l- lost some of that goonery with the homie Canaan on the show. And it seems like they're trying to replace the goonery on the show with Congressman Tate. 
or you know soon to be governor tate or whatever the fuck senator tate whatever whoever whoever the lorenz is it tate it's not tate is it tate is lorenz tate it's no 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 it's not tate it can't be it can't be that simple the the whoever lorenz tate is i'm not sure if his character's name is tate I'm not sure if it is. I fucking hope it's not, because that's cheap if it is. But um, this guy's a goon now, and he, you know what I'm saying, hooking off on uh, his aide, humping the aide's wife when she's supposed to be at yoga, talking about she got a good stretch. That was a, that was a clever joke, clever, clever entendre there. Um, it's just bad. It's bad. We got the Serbian plug playing, you know, both sides against the middle. Um, they 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 have the uh, uh, the drug lord woman, right? The the uh, the cartel woman had to get broken out of jail, and uh, we're gonna get Ghost and Tommy to do it without Ghost and Tommy knowing. And all of these. Uh, federal law enforcement officers that have been investigating James St. Patrick and Thomas Egan for six years um, all of a sudden can't recognize either of them because they're wearing hats and AMT uniforms and Lala Lala's a terrible actress I, I'm, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm just going to say that. it. listen it was it was nice when we had the Lala appearances, the Keisha appearances every once in a while. She, you know, she was Tasha's friend, and you know what I mean? She, she, she'd be the sidekick for Tasha, the supporting actress to Tasha's main role. But now that, um, you know, Keisha's kind of came into her own, she's terrible. She's fucking terrible. It's bad. It's really bad. But I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. Mainly, I'm going to watch to see what happens to Tariq, man. You know, what what they're doing with the Tariq character is really, 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 you know, interesting to me because um, it seems like a setup with a little Choke Trio, right? Like a, like a, uh, Tariq is his father and, um, you know, that girl, that young smart girl uh, is Tasha and, you know, the dumb white dude. It's Tommy. Possibly a spinoff. Maybe. Maybe they'll call it the Choke Trio. I'll see if I could try to trademark the Choke Trio the way LeBron's trying to trademark Taco Tuesday. Um, but, you know, it, it like, like, you know, we hated Tariq. And some of us still hate Tariq, but, like, you know, we, we, we hated Tariq. And then, you know, we almost offered Tariq a level of sympathy, a level of <sighs> empathy. When his sister got killed, defending him. And now, you know, it, it's, 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 it's other storylines that have been moved to the front. But, but it, it, it seems like the rise for Tariq to do something is on the cusp of appearing one of these weeks. Because Tasha got the bright idea, hey, if your father dies, we'd be the beneficiary. We'd be the beneficiary of it. Um, which, you know. We would be remiss if, if, if you guys watch Snapped. This is a common theme on the show Snapped. Kill the husband, get the life insurance money. Unbeknownst to a lot of people, a lot of life insurance policies have uh, clauses and 
restrictions and riders and language in the contract that stipulates death under suspicious circumstances as grounds for non-payment of benefits. But, you know, none of that shit matters in real life because, you know, this is a show where guys get amazing parking spots in New York City and um, people allow uh, uh, main character witnesses to hyperventilate in courtrooms and they, they, you know, put them in bathrooms all all alone without nobody watching and then when they're in the bathroom everybody turns their back and it's bad it's it's a really really bad show and there are really really good shows and um i recently got into snowfall and i'm not caught up and i believe season three of snowfall just ended right i'm i'm still in season two fucking treading water through season two and then Snowfall is a really good show. And I, I, I knew Snowfall was a really good show. I watched like maybe the first three episodes and it was on FX when it came on actual television. And I never stuck to it because of commercials. I hate. I hate commercials. Right? I hate commercials. Especially in 2019. I hate commercials, man. We got, a, we got wonderful technology. We can watch this shit. iPhones and iPads and laptops. and You know what I'm saying? I, I hate commercials. So now that Netflix is saying that, you know, they're 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 gonna because I watched the uh I watched Snowfall on Hulu. You know what I'm saying? I watched Snowfall on Hulu um because, you know, it's just easier for me to do. If anybody has a commercial free Hulu password that they want to share with me, greatly appreciate that. At it's my name on Twitter with an underscore after my name at Mitchell Brown underscore on Twitter to share with me your commercial free Hulu passwords because Netflix is saying rightfully so because we've been spoiled. Honestly, I'm spoiled. I'm a spoiled little bitch when it comes to television and movies and shit. I'm I'm spoiled as fuck. I ain't watching no goddamn commercials. I ain't giving a shit about. What t- when your shit's coming on? What time your shit's coming on? We got the DVR set, and that's one thing Comcast got right, letting me uh, record multiple shows at the same time. They used to not do that. They used to not do that back when I was, you know, watching a- NFL football. Shit would be like I'd record whatever came on at you know n- nine o'clock on Sunday. You know what I mean? Whatever network, HBO, Showtime, whatever, and then watch whatever the Sunday night game is. And it was always like, oh, you can't, if you're recording this, you can't watch, you can't record two things. But they, up, they up, updated the system. Hooray, Comcast. But Netflix talking about um, not allowing people to just run through a show that it probably took them a year to 18 months to make in a matter of four days. And that makes sense. It makes sense. Whether I like it or dislike it, it doesn't mean it doesn't make sense. I dislike it, but it makes sense because, you know, you, you run through a whole fucking series, a whole season of uh, 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 Orange is the New Black or Stranger Things or House of Cards. And you're like, fuck, man, what am I going to watch now? I just ran through this whole series in four days. Now I got to wait for another 15 months for them to create another season. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? It's a good question. We'll see. We'll see what happens. 
We'll see what happens. But yeah, anybody with a uh, Hulu account, it's commercial free. Holla at your boy. I'd, I'd really, really, really appreciate that. Right? Um, speaking of appreciation, I have to recognize one of my favorite women's basketball players, Elena Deladon. Elena Deladon is the first woman basketball player to reach an elite club of outstanding shooters, and that is the 50-40-90 club. If you're not familiar with this club, the 50-40-90 club um, is people that shoot 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line. Elena Deladon is the first woman to have reached this mark, and congrats to her. Because that's a really, 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 really elite club. That's a really big deal. Um, also, three-pointers haven't always been a part of the game. So, you know, some of your older shooters, your, your, your you know, older basketball players are not even able to join this club because they didn't have three-pointers. I believe three-pointers came in 78, 79, something like that. Um, but list of players. Right, we got Mark Price, uh, Steph Curry's on, on that list. Reggie Miller made that list. Kevin Durant made that list. Um, Malcolm Brogdon sneakily made that list. Wait, 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 wait. We got Price. Um, what did I say? Price, Reggie Miller, uh, Kevin Durant, Brogdon. That's four. Uh, I believe Dirk is on that list. That's five. Um, did I say Steph? If I didn't say Steph, Steph six. I believe Kevin Durant made that list. That's seven. And I believe that Ms. Deladon. Ah, Larry Bird. Forgot about Larry Bird. Forgot about Larry Bird. Forgot about Larry Bird. But Larry Bird is on that list. And um, now we have a. Elena Deladon on that list, and that's a big fucking deal. Especially when you can when when you think about, yo, so, I read a stat where where it said something like she missed sixty something free throws in like seven seasons or something like that. Because this season she's ninety seven percent from the free throw line. If you're not familiar with Elena Deladon, she was the um. The college athlete that um, walked away from her UConn scholarship to be closer to her special needs sister. She has a, a, a real strong connection, a real strong bond with her, with her family, um, with her sister that is um, a special needs woman. And she didn't want to be that far from her sister. So instead of going to UConn, which is, you know, the, the, the premier college basketball team for, you know, women's college basketball. She went to the University of Delaware and, you know, used to shit on everybody at the University of Delaware. I, I, I believe uh, they made it to the Elite Eight because of Elena Deladon shitting on everybody. But she was a, she's a really, 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 really good player. almost knocked my fucking MacBook over. I need to be careful. Um, yeah, man, but kudos to her. And now let's talk shit about Team USA. Team USA loses to France in the World Cup on 9-11. <laughs> like the irony, right? Team USA loses 
the World Cup. To, well, n- not the final, but the, the, it, like the semi, not, not even the semis. I think the quarterfinals. Is it the quarters or is it the semis? Semis is half, and then after the semis is the final. Yeah, so the quarterfinals, right? And, and you know, let's look up the, the, the men's basketball team USA roster because we knew. We knew that this team wasn't going to win gold in, in, in this tournament. They, they, they lacked the star power, right? Men's basketball team USA. Let, let me uh, l- look at this roster. Men's basketball team USA 2019. Let's let's come up with some of the names. Here we go. Roster USA basketball. Come on. Because there were some names. All right, cool. Here we go. We got Harrison Barnes. I'm not, I'm not even sure what. Oh, oh, they got the NBA team. I'm so. Thank you so much, USABasketballUSA.com. USAB.com. Because uh, I had no idea who Harrison Barnes plays for. But we got Harrison Barnes playing for the Sacramento Kings. Harrison Barnes is a good player. He's a really good player. We got Jalen Brown for, from the Celtics, Joe Harris from the Nets, Brooke Lopez for the Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton for the Milwaukee Bucks, Donovan Mitchell, Utah Jazz, Mason Plumley from the Denver Nuggets, Marcus Smart, Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, Boston Celtics, Miles Turner, Indiana Pacers, Kemba Walker, Boston Celtics. Derek White, San Antonio Spurs. Now, I'll say, looking at this, we have, what, maybe two All-Stars? Kemba Walker? No, 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 no. Because, uh, like, Donovan Mitchell's... Has Donovan Mitchell made an All-Star team? I'm not sure if Donovan Mitchell... Made. Chris Middleton has made an All-Star team uh, last year. Uh, but, you know, let's, let's see if Donovan Mitchell made an All-Star team. I'm not sure if Donovan Mitchell has made an all-star team. All, all rookie team, rising stars. Da, da, da. Donovan Mitchell has not made an all-star team, and he was probably the best player on the team. Either him or Kemba Walker. Right? He won the dunk contest? Donovan Mitchell won the dunk contest? Holy shit. But, yeah, man. Not much. Not much there. Right, not much there, and you know, p- p- there, there, there might be a a, a different um, team during uh, the Olympics next summer, and um, USA Basketball was trying to say that you know they want more of a focus on the the World Cup than they do the Olympics, the Summer Games. So they might have, um, they, they, you know, they, they might try to get more people to come out to play for the World Cup than they do for the Olympics, whatever the case. But, but you know, this has been a history with USA Basketball where if they win, nobody gives a shit. And if they lose, we bash them the way we're doing now. On the men's side, the world is caught up. This is, this is not 1992 when, when, you know, the most dominant basketball team ever created. When the dream team took over the world in Barcelona, some of the greatest players ever, not just in the NBA, but some of the greatest players ever destroyed the world, basically. Right? Oh, 
You know that feeling you got to sneeze, but it don't come out. <laughs> I'll be all right. So, how are we going to change this? Right? I don't see them changing this. Because, I mean, we're, we're at a time now where star players are valuing rest so much more because, you know, we have so much science behind it and we, we, we're becoming more and more aware how grueling playing 82 regular season games of NBA basketball is on our lives. And, I mean, these, these, these guys are big guys. Like, I joke about, like, Mason Plumlee, you know what I'm saying? But, like, Mason Plumlee's a very large human being. Um, and a lot of these guys, you know, it, it's the time commitment and I, and I, I get it completely. It's a time commitment, man. Like I, the, the last thing that I want to do in my off season is go to work. You know what I'm saying? If you're a school teacher and you're the, one of the best school teachers in the world, the last thing that you want to do is teach summer school during your summer. Some teachers might because we don't pay them enough. That's another conversation. But you know what I'm saying? Speculatively. It's not what you want to do. So it's hard to get the LeBron James out during the summer. I mean, I mean, not that LeBron hasn't done a lot for Team USA, but it's hard to get the LeBron James out when, you know, hey, listen, I got a movie to film. It's hard to get the Steph Curry's out where Steph's like, hey, listen, I might want to spend time with my family. Right? Not to mention the injuries that, that you know, guys face. That guys go through, right? The risk of, you know, injury. Keep in mind, this isn't their main job. It's not their main job, right? So, so you know, we all can remember some years ago um, when Paul George had that, you know, catastrophic fucking injury during the scrimmage, during the Team USA scrimmage. You know what I'm saying? Um, which, you know, was, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was frightful. Right? It was, it was frightful. You know, but it's tough to, to, um, it's, it's, it's honestly tough to expect these guys to, to play. Maybe we should go back to having the quote unquote, you know, a- amateurs play. We used to have that before. And, um, you know, we lost to, I believe it was the so- Soviet Union. Because they had Arvidas Sabonis, so that's when it was like, oh, we, we, you know, we because the the world were playing professionals in the United States, we were, we were having our collegiate players go represent the country, and now it's different. Now it's different, right? So I completely understand guys not wanting to play because not wanting to put the injury risk out there. I get it; it makes sense to me, you know. Um, we started the NFL season, the NFL football season, and I'm I'm going to use this talk about injuries to talk about, uh, you know, these injuries in the NFL. You know, I'm not going to talk too much about the NFL, but I mean, yo, we got injuries, 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 injuries. Right. Injuries. And I mean, I'm just scrolling the list and these this is just. I mean, it's it's I, I'm it's just why well, it's just so many. Wow. It's so fucking many. Shit. 
But, you know, whatever. Um, nah, yeah, you know, fuck it. I'm, 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 I'm not going to talk about the NFL injuries too much. I'm not going to talk about, like, Nick Foles breaking his collarbone in the first possession. I'm not going to talk about Tariq Hill, who some believe should even be playing in the NFL because of um, the alleged abuse of uh, his woman and their child. Um, but he broke his collarbone. Also, um, uh, you know, the the Odell Beckham playing in the Richard Milley watch. Which was, I mean, which was kind of cool. I, I, I ain't going to front. It was kind of cool. You know when I when I saw about it when when I saw it I didn't see the game but it it, it was it was kind of cool but I mean the eighty pound gorilla in the room and that's no pun intended um, I'm not trying to compare a black man to a gorilla but the the the, the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room Antonio Brown this Antonio Brown shit and I'm amazed at how many turns this Antonio Brown shit has taken I am amazed for those of you not aware. Antonio Brown, former receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers and now the Oakland Raiders, um, had a very busy summer. And because uh, because the Antonio Brown shit is so heavy, it, it, it doesn't even allow room for the trivial NFL bullshit that people usually talk about to fill up content during the week. Because this Antonio Brown shit is real. I mean, not the 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 you know frostbitten feet and 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 him not wanting to play in a helmet that's approved by the league. Um, but homie called his boss a cracker. Homie called his boss a cracker. Threatened to you know punch his boss, punted a a, a ball in the middle of all all of his teammates and coworkers. And they were talking about keeping them on a team. And not just keeping them on a team, but paying them, paying him his $30 million guaranteed contract. And then the Oakland Raiders, I guess, realized, yo, man, we can have this shit, man. We got to, you know, he has to be punished somehow. So they removed the guarantees. They void the guarantees off of his contract. And naturally, he asked for a release, and they grant said release, and... The release was filmed by Antonio Brown, published by Antonio Brown on Antonio Brown's YouTube page. Also published was um, a conversation Antonio Brown had with current coach John Gruden, published as well. And I believe John Gruden gave permission to air said video. It was just the audio of Gruden. It was a, it was a, um, a phone call that was recorded. And gets picked up by the New England Patriots. And now, at first people were talking about unprofessional this was and how Antonio Brown's a fool and, you know, all of this and all of this and all of this. And then, the, and then he gets picked up by the Patriots and now he's a genius. Oh, what a savvy move. What a heady play to get. And uh, and listen, I don't know much about the inner workings of the NFL dealings and contracts and different things like that. You know, that's not really my wheelhouse. I do know that $30 million guaranteed is more than, greater than $10 million guaranteed. I believe he has $10 million guaranteed currently as a one-year deal. And I'm um, not sure how heady that is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess if you want team success, you play with the Patriots. The Patriots are a very successful team. 
and then when you don't and, and, and then when you least expect it, sex assault allegations come up. And these sex assault allegations come up and let me um let me uh pull up the 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 sex assault allegations come up by a woman named Brittany Taylor. She says she met him at Bible study. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I mean, you guys can read the, uh, the, uh, uh, the emails that Ms. Taylor published. But this shit is being handled all wrong, in my opinion. You know, you, we got Drew Rosenhaus on TV talking about, and I hate whenever somebody tries to defend, um, a man against some type of sex crime or alleged sex crime. They would say, oh, I got a wife or I got a daughter or I got sisters or I got a mom. Yeah, motherfucker, we all got a mom. <laughs> okay? All right? And guess what? If you have a child, it's only going to be a son or a daughter. All right? I know we're in a time now where, you know what I mean, gender isn't whatever, whatever you know what I'm saying? But biologically, it can only be two things. Okay? So... You ain't get no points. Right? There's plenty of motherfuckers that, you know, rape women and beat up women and murder women and do all types of atrocious things to women that have moms and sisters and fucking daughters and wives and shit. A lot of these motherfuckers are doing these atrocious things to their wives and their daughters. And it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, eh. You, you, you can keep that fluff talk. But also, I, I'm not going to read those emails. I mean, those emails are, they're, you know, you form your own opinion on that. But um, I'm blown away at the level of support Antonio Brown is receiving. Blown away. I hear women. I hear women. I hear women defending Antonio Brown. Women saying that they don't believe this Brittany Taylor woman. Women are saying that. Dare I say, dare I say that the, be- the start of the ending of Me Too comes at the heels, the frostbitten fucking janky heels of Antonio Brown. Is 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 this where we are? Is, yo, if, th- if this isn't one of the most bizarre, and I mean, yo, this sports media, I, honestly, media in general, we we thrive off of a certain set of hyperbole. Right, like, like it's a hyperbolic statement. Me saying that Me Too is gonna die because of Antonio Brown. That's hype. That's that's hyperbole. Unless I'm right. Remember, you heard it first. Hashtag we try to tell you. But people say, oh, this is the most un- Antonio is the most unprofessional sports athlete I've ever seen. Like, eh, easy. Pump your brakes there, Slappy. Right. I mean, Tanya Harding hired a goon to take a crowbar to Nancy Kerrigan's knees because she couldn't beat her in ice skating. A guy named Rick Ruth hired a goon to shoot and kill his pregnant girlfriend because she wouldn't get an abortion. And then, after this woman is shot, they manage to save the baby, who, um, the baby is special needs. I believe the baby has cer- cerebral palsy, and he's not a baby anymore. I believe, uh, I believe this young man's like, uh, like 15 years old. He's a, he's a teenager. But after this incident, Ray Carruth proceeds to drive his car to the Charlotte International Airport, park his car, 
at the Charlotte International Airport and hide in the trunk of his car at the Charlotte International Airport. Like, what were you, what were you trying to, what was the, the, the this was one of the dumbest, I, I mean, this is one of the dumbest, and, 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 you know, you know, I was thinking that maybe all of these escapades by Antonio Brown are, are because, you know what I mean, he, 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 you know, he gets hit in the head for a living, and he's not a big person, and he gets hit in the head for a living, but, like, uh, when I was a uh, youth, and I was, reading and listening and watching this Ray Carew thing un- unfold. I'm like, yo, all right, you drove your car to the airport, no doubt. And once they discover that your car is, you know, whatever is registered, and here it is at the airport. And then they run your name and, you know, whatever credentials that they need to, to identify whether or not you have purchased a train, uh, a train, a plane ticket, and actually boarded said plane. And this was pre-9-11, where, like, you know, you couldn't give away plane tickets and shit like that. They're going to know that, like, you're not on the, 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 the flight. So, what, like, I knew that as a, as a child. And I was amazed that this professional athlete didn't know that. But this Antonio Brown shit is crazy. And now a lot of the, a lot of the women that are saying that they don't believe Antonio Brown is, is because the, the um, charges, criminal charges haven't been filed. Right. The alleged attack took place um, and and it was it was um, more than one attack, allegedly, from what I understand. But. um, This, you know, there there were several attacks and that's something that women are pointing on, like, oh, well, there were seven. Like, why did you how did this happen so many times in so many different places? And. Why don't you want this man to go to jail? Like these, these are not my words. I am not victim blaming. I am not defending Antonio Brown. These are words that I'm hearing from women. Women, 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 women. These are words that I'm hearing from women, from the women's. And I'm like, damn, really? I mean, you know, women are saying, oh, this is a money grab. She just wants money. And I'm like, damn, I thought that we had to, you know, believe victims. Right? I thought because, you know what I'm saying? I, You know, like, like yeah, some, listen. It's always been a game that he said, she said. But there are still people that call, you know, Kobe Bryant a rapist, even though they went to court and those charges were dismissed. Um, I am somebody that calls Ben Roethlisberger a sexual deviant because of the allegations of sexual assault that have been made against him in the past. Um, where we literally had the district attorney of Milledgeville, Georgia, wherever the fuck a Milledgeville, Georgia is, pleading on television for help because of the evidence that this man felt like he had but was unable to pursue charges against Ben Roethlisberger. I like I remember this where you know it was alleged that 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 he had his security stand outside of a bathroom while he and a 20-year-old woman 
were inside the bathroom. And this 20-year-old woman was drunk. Now, how a 20-year-old woman gets drunk at a bar in Millersville, Georgia, you'd have to ask said bar in Millersville, Georgia, that decides to serve 20-year-old women alcohol. But I'm old enough to remember this shit. And again, like I said, people still call Ben a rapist. And the fact that we're not doing this to Antonio Brown is incredible to me. It's incredible. To call this a money grab is truly incredible. It is. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm amazed. I'm I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how Antonio Brown. I mean, yeah, yes, he's very uh, very good at his job. Very 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 good NFL receiver. Um, but you know, there's there, there's a lot of false equivalency saying that this is the most unprofessional. I mean, I mean, maybe the rape allegation, but again, this is the, this is the NFL. The NFL. I mean, it was it's been motherfuckers that have killed people in the NFL. It's, it's, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. We'll see what happens. Um, and I hope it works out for all parties that are involved. You know? Have you guys heard about um, that, that, that California bill? Because, you know, we're talking about money. Money in sports, that, that, that California fair pay to play bill. Um, I, I, I seen a lot of support from cats like Draymond Green, uh, from LeBron James about um, college athletes in the state of California being able to get paid off of their likeness. And people are applauding this bill. And um, I'm, a little, I'm a little indifferent about this bill. Yes, yeah, a step in the right direction for sure. Um, but it but it still skirts the point. It still misses the point that these college athletes need to get paid, and not for for their likeness. So so like you know this might help, and you know let's let's uh let's get some facts before I give my opinion. Let's get some facts here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. USA Today. All right, let's see. Let's get some facts. Okay. California State Assembly overwhelmingly passed a bill that would allow college athletes to easily make more money off of their own name, image, and likeness beginning January 1st, 2023. What the fuck? The vote was initially posted as 66 to 0, but later shown as 72 to 0, with 7 not voting. All but assures that the measure will go to Governor Gavin Newsom. Blase, 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 blah. Who people in California tell me is too perfect. Tell me that Governor Newsom is too perfect. Um, yeah, I'm not going to read this. I just want to say the NCAA, don't threaten California, don't threaten us. This is what um, some congressman in California. All right, whatever. So I see this bill helping um, your quote-unquote non-revenue athletes. For example, if you're a fencer and, you know, you're the uh, Pac-12, 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 because it was Pac-10, now it's Pac-12, the Pac-12 champion fencer, and you want to offer fencing lessons to the public, you can say, I, John Smith, 
Pac-12 fencing champion offers these classes to teach your kids how to fence. You know what I'm saying? I, Pac-12 champion bowler, will be offering bowling lessons at the whatever. Bowling lanes. Yeah. Yep. That will help people in those sports. You know what I'm saying? People that are on the golf team can sell golf lessons to local high school. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. If they find time to do that, because these college sports occupy a lot of these people's times. But if they find time to do that, then then yes, these people can make that happen. Absolutely, they, they can. And, and they, they should, let me be clear, they should be allowed to make that happen. But for your revenue sports, and your revenue sports are college football and men's basketball. I mean, maybe you're, you know, star of stars, right? And and I'm I'm picking on the Pac-12 and I'm picking on, you know, like California because this is only something that has came up thus far in the state of California. But let's say we're talking about USC football, which, you know, prior to the Rams and maybe even the Chargers getting there was, 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 was a big deal. I mean, some would say that the football draw in Los Angeles is USC football. And maybe, you know what I'm saying, your your stars of, of those um, mid-2000 USC teams, your Matt Leinerts, you know, your Reggie Bushes, they can get those endorsement deals, come by the local Chevy dealership, meet Reggie Bush, sign autographs, come by your, you know what I'm saying, whatever, meet Matt Leinert, sign, you know what I'm saying? But how can your left tackle squeeze a dollar out of this using his likeness? Even if you have an all-conference left tackle or an all, you know, even if he's an all-American left tackle, goes to USC or UCLA or whatever, how can he squeeze money out of his own likeness? I mean, I mean, like, the, the, the way that these athletes would get the money, much like the way that these rappers get money, would be merch. <laughs> Apparel. But the shoe corporations got that on lock. Right. It's not like you can sign to a, a, a school and let's say your school has a deal with Nike. It's not like you, the athlete, can then sign a separate deal with Adidas and wear Adidas sneakers and Adidas and Adidas and Adidas merchandise and paraphernalia. Um, well, everybody else who is Nike, you can't do that. Um, also, like I said, this is just a way to not pay the players. Not pay the players. And maybe, maybe this would be kind of detrimental to some of your smaller California schools athletically. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Your San Diego States and so on and so forth. However, there is one kind of caveat that, like, this definitely leaves the door open, in my opinion. For trans athletes. Right? So for your trans athletes, um, we we had we had we had spoke about um, I believe it was a uh, a track runner, and I, I want to say New, New Hampshire was the college, but you know there was a uh, there was a young man that 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 came in ninth in his event in one year, and then this young man went through some hormone therapy where this young man transitioned to be a young woman. 
and this young woman started competing on the female track team, and this young woman won the national championship. So, you know, if you're a trans athlete and you go to a school in California and you perform really well, there's room for endorsement. There's room for you to make money off of your likeness. And again, this is something that women are not happy with. These are not my words. Women are not happy with this because women are saying if one day and this is this is this is a quote that I got from a woman. If one day Jeff woke up and felt like Susie and started to compete on the girls team, Susie dominates. I believe in the state of Connecticut there was uh some uproar because um the high school track champions, um, the, you know, first and second place were two trans females, you know, born male and transitioned to be women. And women ain't happy about this. In fact, um, tennis star um, and I, I, uh, uh, Martina Navratilova, who is a lesbian, who is married to women. And again, these are not my words. I do not remember the woman's name that I heard this from. But Martina Navratilova said that. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure what she, she either said that it was unfair or she said that it was a travesty. To allow um, transgender women, trans women. Right. Women that I mean, people that are women now that weren't born women are those I believe that's transgender, transgender women to compete. Martina Navratilova said that I'm not saying that these are not the the, the views expressed are not necessarily those of the Hood Loves Me podcast, nor are they the views of Mitchell Brown. But Martina Navratilova, who is a highly accomplished athlete, who's also a lesbian, who's also married to a woman was denounced by her own community, the LGBTQ community, denounced this woman's words because, you know, bitch, shut the fuck up, basically. It's basically what they said. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Let these trans athletes thrive, bitch. We need these motherfuckers to go out here and win, bitch. You need, you need to shut the fuck up. This is what, this, this is what they say in her. These ain't my words. It's what they said to her. I think that we're going to see, a, a like, like, as we progress... There's going to be a lot happening. There's going to be a whole lot happening. And I don't think that, you know, we're mature enough as a society. I'm going to be real. We're not mature enough as a society to deal with this. I say that because, you know, we like like fucking comedy specials. We 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 pawn over these comedy specials like they're like 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 they're intellectual theses. Of societal norms. It's a fucking comedy special. You know what I'm saying? Dave Chappelle makes a fucking comedy special about, you know, all types of bullshit. In my opinion, attempting to, to you know, purposefully troll these people. He starts the special out talking about uh, 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 Anthony Bourdain killing himself. 
attacking feminists. Gay people and trans people and fucking white people on opioid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, purposefully trolling. And all the talk on social media is how black guys are homophobic and black guys are transphobic. And like, what? Yo, there's like 19, like, like, like this year so far, we're talking about, you know, the 19 um, trans women that have been murdered. And let me be clear, that should not happen. That should never happen. These, these people should not have been murdered. But if we're looking at murders in the United States, and if the number's 19, shit, we did a really good job. I believe like 11,000 people a year are murdered in the United States. If 19 of the 11,000 people are transgender women, eh, it's a very small percentage. How many are heterosexual white men? How many heterosexual white men get murdered in comparison to transgender women? I'm just saying. Right? I, I, don't, know, I don't know these numbers. I'm, I'm going to assume just because there's more heterosexual white men that more heterosexual white men get murdered than trans women, especially trans black women. And granted, society tells us to not care about these women, to not care about these people, not just these women, but these people, because these are people. Society tells us to not care about these people. Society tells us that these people are weird, that these people are crazy, these people are weirdos, these people are to be ignored. I do not subscribe to that level of thinking. However, we try to tell y'all. We try to tell y'all. We try to tell you that this shit was going to happen. And every time someone puts out a special, every time a comedian says something on a show about an imaginary barbershop, we're supposed to believe that, like, the toxicity only comes from black guys. You guys seen that, that, sh- that, that shit with the shop with Kevin Hart and Lil Nas X? And, and, and I will admit, when I first seen it, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, um, I didn't see a problem. And truthfully, I, I still don't see a problem. I just feel like... Um, Kevin Hart was disingenuous when he was trying to express the level of when 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 he said that he didn't care or who cares about Lil Nas X coming. He said, "Oh, you gay? So what? Who cares?" I I think that if Kevin didn't have his his own issues with quote unquote homophobia, the whole you know the whole thing with him and the Oscars and all that. I'm not sure if he would have had that response or if the public would have had that response to him saying it. Let's say he does say, who cares, you're gay, so what? And he didn't have that history of homophobia. Um, would it be different? Right? I, 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 I think that he was trying to use that as a way to show Hey, I you know I don't care. I don't care if he's gay. We shouldn't care if he's gay. And and listen, in in real life, ladies and gentlemen, we should not give a shit if somebody's gay, unless the, unless there's someone that we want to be romantically involved with. And the reason for not being romantically involved with you is because you're barking up the wrong tree. They like steak and you serving chicken. 
then yeah, care. Because you're trying to attract a customer. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you guys can catch the metaphor, but you know what I mean? However, I was seeing the, 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 the phrase gaslighting, and I'm learning so many new vocabulary words. Right? Cisgendered, gaslighting, um, all this. Microaggressions. The fuck is a microaggression? How the fuck you? You know what I'm saying? Like, the f- <laughs> people saying gaslighting is violence. These big bad black men attacked little Nas X. Get the fuck out of here. Like, it, 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 you know, listen. When are we going to be able to treat people like people? Lil Nas X, granted, young man, 20 years old, not saying that he was even ready to be in that position, but that's the cause of doing business when you had the greatest song or the most popular song in music history. It's the cause of doing business, my man. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Your 20-year-old ass is, is up here. Also, pause for one second before I fucking go, go into that. They took three hours worth of footage and they shrunk it down into 27 minutes. So we don't even know the whole context. We don't even know what was said before. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe the response to the question that was asked, and I don't remember the gentleman's name that asked Lil Nas X the question as to why he chose to come out at the time that he did. But maybe the response by Kevin Hart, the he said he was gay, so what? Maybe that wasn't even when... Maybe it was edited to look like that was the response. That's all I'm saying. Right? I, I mean, I mean I'm going to say, you know what I'm saying? But li- maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't want to give too much faith to LeBron James because a lot of us gave faith to Jay-Z. And we saw what happened there. But um, Lil Nas X, even though he did have a pretty, a pretty sharp rebuttal saying, well, you know what I'm saying? If if you're from the hood, you know the homophobia that's present in, in the hood. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? Some places that some hoods are more homophobic than others. I'm just gonna assume, little Nas X being from Atlanta, I'm just gonna assume that the hoods in Atlanta are a little more welcoming. Hoods in Atlanta are a little bit just a little bit more welcoming. Of our gay brothers, our transsexual brothers and, and sisters, than, you know. Uh, Hoods in Little Rock, Arkansas. Just maybe. Just maybe. Right? But, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I talked a little bit about Jay-Z. And I think it's safe to say that um, Jay-Z's a capitalist. On all fronts. Right? They they had to deal with the, 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 the NFL. People judged for having to deal with the NFL. And but, you know, news came up about uh, the NFL giving um, a grant to uh, the Crushers Club. I believe the Crushers Club is a boxing club run by a white woman who has a whole bunch of pictures on the Internet that don't paint her in a good light. Where she's cutting the hair of these young black dudes. Cutting their dreadlocks, their dreadful dreadlocks. And putting them in a position to... Uh, Succeed in life because they don't have any dreadlocks. And that's somebody that used to have locks. You know, I no longer have them because uh, motherfucker getting old and I can't grow hair on the top of my head anymore. But I would still have my hair if I could, if, you know, it, 
if I wasn't looking crazy. But um, it's it's it, yeah, I don't I, I don't really know what more to say about that than, than more than what's already been said. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, I guess that's what we get for again boosting celebrities up. Celebrities are people, buddy, and they could be shitty, just like all of us. They could be selfish, just like all of us. And they could also make poor choices just like all of us. I'm not saying that Jay-Z is a bad person. I'm not saying that Jay-Z is a sellout. I'm not saying that Jay-Z is I'm not saying any of that because he's done a lot of great work, a lot of selfless work for black people, for marginalized people. I'm not saying that. And if he felt like, you know, doing this deal to get a quick check out of it, cool. But it don't seem like a partnership. Seems like they hired him doesn't seem like he has much say in what goes on it seems like they just hired him and you know he probably gets paid a hefty fee to be the face of whatever they want to portray and good for him good for all of that right um our last story and our most serious story is um you know today well you know when you guys hear this, it, 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 it won't be today. But today is 9-11. September 11th, 2001. And um, in two countries, 9-11 means a lot. Ch- in Chile, 9-11 means a lot. And you can look up what the United States did to Chile or what the United States had a hand in doing to Chile on September 11th. And we all know what happened to the United States on September 11th, 2001. And um, I was in high school when that shit happened, sitting in math class, and uh, fucking Raquel Summers, I will never forget this shit, fucking Raquel Summers walks in, and uh, she's like, yo, they just bombed the World Trade Center. And, you know, you guys may or may not believe this, but I've always been a little bit opinionated. So uh, I, I immediately... Shout down, like, what you, what is you talking about? That was years ago they bombed. What are you talking about? She's like, yo, they just bombed the World Trade Center. I was like, girl, you stupid as fuck. That was years ago. Dumbass. They ain't just bombed. What the fuck are you talking about? Boy, was I wrong. And then, you know, they flew another plane into in the building. And um, from my high school, from, like, the football stadium, we can see smoke in the distance. You know, we're not that far from New York City. And uh, I believe that we got out of school. I believe we got out of school early. People that I went to school with just said, nah, homie, you left. We, we had school for the rest of the day. You left because it was a Tuesday when it happened. And um, it changed a lot, man. It changed a lot. You know, it changed a whole lot. Like, changed the way we fly, changed the way we live, changed the way we view people. Change the way we treat people. Change the way we think of religion. Um, change the way some people, you know, looked at their government. Changed a lot. And one thing that was prevalent after 9-11 was the never forget. You know, never forget the sacrifice that a lot of people made. A lot of people made the ultimate sacrifice, you know, like firefighters and like first responders. Um, people did a lot of work trying to 
you know, preserve life and, and, you know, like rescue people and save people. Um, laws were passed, laws were changed, privacies were given up, you know what I'm saying? Without 9-11, we don't have the Patriot Act. Um, without 9-11, uh, we don't have, I mean, I mean, yo, I jokingly talked about how, um, you know, Ghost and, 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 and Tasha, these fictional people on this show, about uh, the possible, um, what's the word? Possible exclusions that could be in the language of like life insurance policies. 9-11 definitely changed that to, to, to where a whole lot of companies um, were brought to light because the language in their contracts, in their life insurance contracts would state that if you know client dies under an act of terror or during a time of war, we, we don't pay out. Well, September 12th, 2001, George Bush gets on television and says, we're going to treat this like an act of war, that the dog goes to insurance companies, that insurance companies don't have to pay their death benefits. So 9-11 and did a lot, not only on that Tuesday, but the residual effects. I mean, we still see them today with like earlier this year, we had people still fighting for the government to pay for people's medical expenses because people ran into the buildings to protect people. And as a result of this, they have all types of lung disease and lung issues and cardiovascular issues because inhaling all of that dust and all of that, all, all of that, just, 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 just toxic air as they were trying to preserve life to this day, people are fighting for this to this day. People are fighting for this. And We were told that it meant something to be American. We were told that it was it was you know significant, and that these people that attacked us on this day did it because they hate our freedom. Did it because they hate our way our way of life. When at the time, you know, eighty percent of the world was free. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the alleged people that did this crime that that you know that that fucking performed this attack i believe like 19 of the 23 hijackers are from an allied country of the united states and we chose to attack a country that didn't have anything to do with it and then we pursued um to fight a regime a government in a country that didn't have anything to do with it and we're still in today and we chose to invest huge sums of money into our military defense, which still has an impact on a lot of government programs today. And that leads up to a man named John Bolton. John Bolton, who until yesterday was the national secretary advisor. for President Pussy Grabber. And if you look at the current state of our union, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. We were told that I'm 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 gonna try to be delicate, but but you know, listen, we were told that um we had to be afraid of certain people that didn't look quote unquote American, whatever that means. 
And we've seen this. We've seen this. We've seen this before. You know what I'm saying? Fear this group of people. They're not American. Whether they're, you know, whether they're communists, whether they're you know uh, uh, um, black radicals, whether they're you know whatever. We're always told to fear a certain group of people because we perceive this certain group of people not to be American. And, you know, it, 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 I mean, I mean, like, not to downgrade or, like, not to minimize this asinine, like, level of thinking, but, but, like, it's very similar to what people describe as um, what's hip hop and what's not hip hop. Right? Like, like, you know, hip hop culture is about, you know, taking whatever it is that you have. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that, that, that you have, if all you have are pots and pans to beat on, to make your beat, and if you have the talent, if you have the skill level to take those pots and pans and beat on those pots and pans and make a beat that's funky and come up with some clever words, some, some you know nice lyrics to go over said beat, that's hip-hop. Right? Hip, that, that's hip-hop music, much like soul food taking the, the, you know, the shit that nobody else wants and making it great. That, that is what was, Amer- that, that's what America was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like these founding fathers that we're told to, you know, that, that, that like we're told to admire that, that, you know, people say that they're heroes. These are just a bunch of fucking rejects that couldn't hack it in Europe. So they hopped on some boats and sailed over here and shit so they could, you know, worship whatever crackpot religion that they want to and put women in cages and call them witches and shit. And, you know what I'm saying? Own people. But the image of the United States, this, this, you know, country on the hill, this pristine bastion of freedom and democracy. That's not or has never been the United States for most of the people that live in the United States. Talk to an Indian that was in high school after 9-11 and ask him or her how, you know, they were treated. Talk to, you know, someone that's of the Sikh faith after 9-11. Talk to anybody that's brown. Shit. Talk to some dark-skinned Mexicans. Talk to some black people that that might have, like, Arabic names and, and, like, ask them how 9-11 has impacted their lives when they try to get on airplanes. When they try to fly home to see their family, when they try to go on, on vacation, how to get pulled into quote unquote random screening. Because your name is, you know, Ishmael Davis. You know what I'm saying? So, John Bolton, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, doesn't seem like a open minded man. Okay. John Bolton was hired by our current president. And he was also fired by our current president. And there are holes in our government. There are people that are not doing the job of government. And much like 9 11 had a lasting effect on our lives, on our society. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this administration is going to have a lasting effect on our lives, on our society, in government. The damage done here will take years, decades even, to repair. Much like the damage done as, I mean, we still haven't repaired the damage done in 9-11. There still hasn't, you know what I'm saying? We still don't know who's responsible. Yeah, all right, cool. They say that bin Laden was responsible. We supposedly went went to go get bin Laden and, and you know, we, we killed him and dumped his body in the water. Supposedly. This, this is what, this is what, this, this is what we were told. I don't know if it's true or not, but this is just what we were told. But there's so many holes in cabinet positions, cabinet level positions, right? People that are in acting roles. Mick Mulvaney, the White House chief of staff, is in an acting role, right? Charles Kupperman, the national security advisor, as of today, is in an acting role. The national intelligence advisor is in an acting role. The Small Business Administration, acting role. Labor Secretary, the Homeland Security Secretary, all of these are acting roles, positions that have yet to be confirmed. Positions in the Food and Drug Administration, right? Uh, 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 you know, like fucking Customs Enforcement, FEMA, OSHA, equal, the equal fucking opportunity, like there's so many positions that are just, there's nobody to do the work government and it's a fucking problem and all we worry about is whether or not we like the jokes or if the jokes are appropriate that Dave Chappelle said all we worry about is why the marriage rates are the lowest that they've been in 150 years because not men don't make enough money and we argue about this bullshit when like the the reason is in our government the reason is in our society the reason why shit is fucked up is within us and if we don't fix that shit good fucking luck that shit starts with us fixing ourselves. Is shit fucked up? Yeah, shit's always been fucked up. Shit's always been fucked up. Yep. And you know what? Shit's gonna be fucked up whether or not guys wear dresses or not. You know what I'm saying? Shit's going to be fucked up whether or not, you know, they show men kissing on television or not. Shit's going to be fucked up. Until we, until we, shit's going to be fucked up until it's no longer an issue. It's no longer, like, news. Why people come out. That, That should not be a problem. We should not give a fuck. If we see two people, two men walking down the street holding hands. We shouldn't give a fuck. Mind your business. I don't have kids. 
but I'm going to raise my kids to mind their fucking business. And some of you, raise your ugly ass kids to mind their fucking business. Educate your fucking child. And a lot of you are incapable of educating your child because you guys are incapable of learning or just unwilling to learn. I'm not going to say incapable. Some of us are incapable. Most of us are unwilling. And ain't shit going to change until we do that. That's all. That's pretty much all I got, man. Um, it's, 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 yo, it's crazy. We're, we're two years away from the 20th anniversary of this shit, man. Wow. <sighs> See what happens, man. But, um, I think that, you know, we're going to keep this midweek action flowing. And, um, yeah, man. Thank y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. You know, if this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on a bunch of different platforms. Check us out, yo. Talk to y'all next week, man. Y'all take it easy, man. I really appreciate y'all. Get it. You want to kiss her? Do what? Kiss my pussy? Why you want me to kiss your pussy? Because I love it. You love it. Me love it? Am I, have I ever kissed your pussy before? Yes. No, I have never. I think you have. No, and I would never do that. No. No, that's nasty. No, that's not. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, oh, you just me need to kiss your pussy. Yeah. That's why you're growing in. Yeah. You're horny. Yeah. You want to have sex. But a old, a old woman like you should be looking to your God. Oh, I do, but I have to have sex too. No. Oh, let me see your pussy. You want to see my pussy? No, I don't expose myself to you. Why? No. Oh. I'm not your boyfriend. Oh. Huh? You're not to do that. That's not nice. That's not pleasant. Turn your eyes to Jesus. Oh, here's my pussy, Jesus. Stop that. My God. Oh. Ask God, ask Jesus Christ to save your soul. Yes, yeah, save my soul, Jesus. But just kiss my pussy. Put your tongue in my pussy. Oh, that, oh. Mu that he must put his tongue in the pussy. Yeah, do that. Who must put them tongue in your pussy? You have to put me. your tongue. Me! Yeah, I love it. You love it? And you do too. Me do too? Oh my. No. No, I've never done that to you and I will never do that. Oh, I thought you did. No, who do it? You. I have never do it. Well, just kiss it. No! It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> Have a nice day, you moderate.